This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, welcome to Bustin' Balls. Hey, you're looking at drafts, prospects, in the future. And uh, the minor league baseball season's coming to a close, closing a little bit later than it is most years. And uh, as the season ends, uh, people aren't looking at the Tigers minor league system to be the disaster uh, that it was at the uh, start of the year. And people seem to think that it was going to be absolutely awful. Actually, there's been a lot of good developments with the Tigers minor league system. So as the season closes, uh, we look at that minor league system. Uh, which uh, Baseball America put it at number 16. It's probably a little bit better than that. And they had a couple prospects that probably should be rated a little bit higher than what they are. And uh, we'll go over that. Obviously, Colt Keith has gotten a lot of attention, and there's good reason for it. Obviously, uh, there's been a lot of attention given to Justin Henry Malloy, and there's good reason for it. Obviously, Parker Meadows has come up, and Right away, made a nice catch, hit a home run to win a game, and uh, everybody was talking about him like crazy because he's pretty fast and uh, unusual because he's so tall and all those different things. But there's some pretty good depth developing with them, and uh, I'm going to start out with the first story. I think the most underrated story of the Tigers' summer and their prospects is Jackson Job. Uh, he has. Uh, Evan, his numbers, the traditional numbers, aren't doing justice to what his upside is and how quickly he's moving. Uh, I've watched his last couple outings uh, with uh, in great detail, and Jackson Job is on the verge of actually uh, maybe making it to the major leagues if he stays healthy and all those different things. It's always iffy with pitchers. Oh, as soon as next year, uh, he's dynamite. And I don't think people realize just how good Jackson Job could be. That is one thing. Now, is that going to make Tiger fans feel any better now that Jordan Lawler has been called up to Texas, who they passed on in the draft? They're still lamenting about Marcello Mayer, who, even though he struggled at AA in the Red Sox organization, has a chance. And they obviously need a shortstop. Maybe not. But Jackson Job, for all the angst we had at the start of the year about a spinal injury that sounded scary, this dude is, Evan, he's flatlining pitches at 97, 98. He's got tightened up his slider, uh, which is a high spin rate. He's throwing change-ups, and he never walks anybody. Now, once in a while, he'll throw a cookie in there, and their battles speed up, and he'll give up some home runs. But I- I'm telling you right now, he's moving quickly. If he is like this next year, he could be dominating the minor leagues, and I mean dominating. Uh, he, 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 right now, he's everything he was advertised on draft day. So basically, you're saying if the progression keeps up the way that it is, we should hopefully see him maybe midway to the end of next year. 
Well, he'll be in double-A ball. And if he throws the ball the way he is right now, uh, he's commanding the baseball. He throws high-velocity fastball, which I'm pretty sure is a high spin rate. I don't have those numbers available to me, but it looks like it's you know on a straight line, meaning it's got a high spin rate. His slider has that legendary spin rate, which is held since he's been a professional. And he's throwing change-ups, and he doesn't walk anybody. His command is really good. He's very athletic, very compact, and the light bulb has gone off for him. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's like three walks in 41 innings or something ridiculous like that. And uh, he's not good. He's dominant right now. Uh, he's the type of guy that looks like everything they expected. That's story number one. Story number two is Jace Young who was taken 12th overall last year out of Texas Tech. He's a second baseman. And at the time, I didn't like the pick. You know, it was like the Tigers were in complete implosion mode by that time. And it was still the old regime that was drafting. And Young was a safe pick. You know, the big-time college hitter. His brother plays uh, Josh for the Texas Rangers and is a good player and all that. And not a lot of tools there. He's not fast. He has below average range. He's a thick-bodied type of guy. So he's not an explosive athlete. He's got a funky batting stance where he holds his bat up in an odd way. And last year he hit one home run at West Michigan and, I don't know, 100-some at-bats. And he just he didn't look like anything. Well, the light bulb went off for this dude this year, and he's just cranking home runs left and right. He's got like 26 of them. Uh, between West Michigan, where it's really hard to hit home runs, and 14 and you know relatively limited amount of at bats at Erie, where it's easier to hit home runs, and he's the guy who got the hit off Paul Skeens when he pitched against him the other day. But it was just a single. But he's hey looking really really good as a hitter, and uh, he's a second baseman who uh, next year is going to play in the major leagues. Uh, if he continues at this progression, because he was a big time college player. And obviously he's made the adjustments that he needed to make in order to be that talent. And the third big development is Cole Keith. Now Cole Keith, you know, you say that's the number one development. That's their top prospect. He's hit all these home runs. His OPS has been like 900 and triple a close to it. And in double A, he was just went off and he's he just turned 22. But in terms of like we've known about that for a while now, compared to these other two uh, coming out of the season, this is more of a development that is recent with Young and with Jackson Job. And that's one of the reasons the Tigers farm system, you know, looked like it was in trouble. Because Keith has been way better than what we thought at spring training. And these guys have taken off where we didn't even know if Joe was going to pitch this year. And uh, Young looked like he was uh, already uh, way overdrafted at 12th overall. So those have been good news stories for the Tigers, absolutely. And uh, those are three players that when the postseason uh, you know, they, they do it in the winter. I, I assume the national guys will rate them very highly. And Justin Henry Malloy, you can say whatever you want about him, but the guy's going to hit close to 30 home runs. He's got 111 walks or something. His OPS is 
it, it, you think it's going to go down under 900. It keeps going up toward 1,000. And, you know, he had a 441-foot bomb. You know, I was watching the other day that he pulled it. He's a strong dude. And uh, he's that's a story that's developed. Did you expect that when they got him in that trade for Joe Jimenez, he would put up those numbers at AAA? So he's no, usually you see a guy like that, you hope that they develop and that usually they don't. But the fact that he has developed like that is very impressive. But do you think the only reason he's been held off the major league team is his defense? Well, I did a, a, a deeper dive into it. All right. Uh, one of the problems that you have with him is he's slow as molasses. All right. He doesn't run well. Uh, coming okay. out of high school, uh, he ran a 7-2, 60-yard dash. And uh, I've watched, uh, you know, the 60-yard dashes at uh, the Instructional League, uh, which is in the fall, and they line up all the players. And I'm telling you, Evan, they run it, and if somebody gets to like 6-6 six, six or 6-5, six, they're super fast. Most of them end it at like 7. And he was at 7-2. And to give you an idea, Cole Keith ran a 6'9 uh, when he was uh, timed. So he okay. doesn't have uh, what you call a twitch, you know, that type of athleticism where you do things, which means he's basically a statue in the field. He's got some arm strength, and he's what's underrated about him is his strength. He's strong, and he's smart hitter, but he's not – the athlete that you normally expect from a major league regular in a certain sense. You know, they've tried him in the outfield. That's not going to work. And it certainly doesn't fit into what they're doing here, at least right now, because they have a lot of outfielders, albeit a lot of them left-handed hitters. But, uh, you know, part of the problem they're having, and with Keith, Keith is a better athlete. And Keith did have a strong arm. He was a pitching prospect to a degree out of high school, uh, topped out at 92 miles an hour. But he hurt his arm diving in the first base last year. That's what put him out of the lineup for the rest of the season. And his arm has not recovered to the point. So they've got these two guys as very questionable defenders. Uh, Spencer Torkelson at first base has had the – absolutely utterly terrible defensive metrics you can you can talk about how he digs throws out of the dirt but when you have a a minus 1.7 defensive war and your your uh, uh range is in the bottom three percent of major league players bottom three percentile and your arm strength in the bottom five percentile makes you wonder what they were thinking when they announced them as a third baseman which um you know there's a column that uh, you know, I'm writing about this, but you can't have three statues on the dirt, you know, with Javi Baez. And if Javi Baez buys out, you know, ops out, they're going to be in a position where they don't have a shortstop in the pipeline. So while this is great news in terms of offense, which has been the Tigers problem, they're going to hit. They're really going to hit when you look at Carpenter, you look at Torkelson, you look at Green, you look at potentially Meadows, they're going to hit. The problem is, are they going to defend? I mean, this is setting up their pitching staff uh, to be out there in a, in a rough situation if they don't improve their defense.
What do you make of like the Casey Mize injury? Now you get uh, Matt Manning goes down with a broken foot. It just seems like unfortunate injuries for these guys. But are those two guys? They're still like part of this core rotation for the Tigers going well, into the future. Manning will come back from that. There's no question. I mean, it's not an injury that's, from what I know about that, second time it's happened to him, the guy's jinxed. But the bigger yeah. concern with him is he's had some shoulder issues in the past. The season's almost over now. So he'll be recovered and, uh, you know, it might throw off his throwing in the offseason and all that, but they would probably shut him down a little bit anyway. But you know, the one thing about Matt Manning is, uh, everybody looks at his numbers and they see kind of an average fastball and they see uh, a below average spin rate, but his extension is exceptional. It's in the top three percentile, meaning that when he releases the ball, it's closer to home plate, which gives his fastball an extra kick. Okay. So, uh, he, and he's tightened up his breaking ball. So I'm expecting him to be fine. With Mize, it's always a difficult adjustment with, uh, Tommy John surgery, pitchers just don't come back and they're as good as new. Eventually, they often do become that and better, and I'm expecting that from Mize, but I'm not expecting it right away next year. So it's uh, the pitching is much more in flux than hitting, which is odd given where they were coming into this year. Uh, Scooble is their one pitcher, right? You can say yeah. Reed Olsen fits in without question, right? But what do they have in Mize? What do they have in Manning? What do they have in somebody like Fajardo, who now they're using in uh, relief? What do they have in Spencer Turnbull? What do they have in Joey Wentz? You know, what are they going to do with Bo Brisky? Yeah. Uh, that type of thing. And it, a lot of it's predicated on Erod. So when I'm looking at the Tigers in the offseason, I don't see them going after hitters. If they go after unrestricted free agents, especially Erod opts out, it'll be starting pitching. I thought Julio Urias was perfect for them to take a splash move at, but not now. It's probably off the table now. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely off the table with his uh, uh, personal issues. So that's kind of where they're at with uh, that circumstance right there. Uh, there's a couple pitchers that have made a lot of progress. Tyler Madison is a reliever at Double A. Uh, I think he's their most underrated prospect in a certain way. Uh, he throws hard in the high 90s, touches there. Uh, fourth round pick out of Bryant University a couple years ago, and it'll be interesting to see how he comes for their bullpen. And it also uh, there's something with Ty Madden. He's had a good year in terms of striking out hitters. He was a uh, compensatory in the middle between the first and second round picks out of Texas. He's revamped his throwing mechanics, but he's striking out a lot of hitters. And he's either really great or sometimes just awful. But uh, when he's really good and really on, he's really on. And he's got high-volume stuff. When he comes up, people are going to go, oh, this guy, he's not bad. So, But he, he's lacking consistency. It's the same with Job. Job is like he'll throw 100 pitches, and 98 of them will be like absolutely scintillating, but he'll throw a cookie in there. So uh, they have to develop more consistency. Can't get away with those in the major leagues. So pitching is much more in flux for the Tigers than hitting. Now, it's interesting on catching. I don't know what they got in Dylan Dingler. Uh, he's 
played now. He's been out, and he's done okay. He hasn't been great, but he's done okay. But the big thing is, what are they going to do with positions? I mean, they're playing. Oh, and, and, and this other thing, man, you cannot ignore Eddie's Leonard, who they got in that cash deal with the Dodgers when everybody was upset about what happened with Erod. I mean, Eddie's Leonard, and it's pronounced Leonard, not Leonard. He's got an OPS over a thousand at Toledo. They're putting the dude all over the place, too. They got him at shortstop. They play everybody in center field. Ryan Kreidler's played in center field. So they're trying to get into this mode about like fitting players in with A.J. Hinch and what he does managing. But this dude is just he's, – he's hit six home runs already in Toledo since that trade. And he gets two or three hits, it seems like, every friggin' night. And he's 22. There was a reason the Dodgers wanted to keep him on their 40-man roster, did everything they could until they had no choice but to unload him at the trade deadline. But I don't know, man. That could be a fine for him uh, with that. So uh, there's some things that are going on pretty good for the Tigers. But here's the message. Pitching, much more in flux. Hitting, in good shape, but they got too many of the same type of players. And that's where the Tigers at moving forward. Minor league system in pretty good shape. You know, uh, as far as the players drafted, Max Clark, since he's gone up to Class A, has struggled. And he had a game yep. in which he struck out four times. And people are looking at it and go, why Langford's already hit six home runs? So that's already, but it's, it's far from over for Max Clark. And McGonagill, the infielder they got, has hit very well at that level early on. So he's been doing pretty well. And Max Anderson, the kid from Nebraska that they've got, has done reasonably well uh, playing at uh, Class A. So their draft right now doesn't look too bad. Although the Max Clark thing, people are going to overreact to a couple struggles. But who knows? They still got a little bit of time left in their season. He gets a couple hits at the end and you know brings up his average. He'll be the greatest thing since sliced bread. But I don't think you need to worry about Max Clark just yet. But he struggled lately. So, what about? I just want to ask about one more guy. He was just recently called up to uh, AAA, I believe. Justice Bigby. Well, yes. What's his story, Pat? Well, he's a uh, he's a Kerry Carpenter Jr. You know, okay. it's kind, of, kind of the same thing. Uh, different type player, uh, right-handed hitter, uh, first baseman, not outfielder. Uh, he and he went to West Carolina which isn't on the, uh, you know, the power grid of college baseball. It's in the next level down. And uh, he was a pretty good college player. And actually, he played in the Northwoods League, which is the uh, wood bat league that's uh, in the Midwest, uh, kind of like the Cape Cod League. And he hit a lot of home runs uh, for somebody, a uh, college player. As many home runs with the wood bat as he did in college, which was unusual. Uh, looking at him and doing a deeper dive into him. Uh, he's going to be 25 years old, all right? So this isn't somebody like Colt Keith who's 22. Right. And he, does, he doesn't have the physical uh, tools of, of Kerry Carpenter. Kerry Carpenter runs way better and throws way, way better than anybody anticipated. And certainly he doesn't have quite the power uh, that he does. And he's a first baseman. 
So again, it's another trading piece uh, for Scott Harris because if he is going to make roster moves and spend more money, it's going to be taking advantage of the depth that they have at certain positions, same type of player that other teams need and maybe fill their needs with arbitration eligible players, younger veterans uh, that fit their needs to try to improve their defense, especially on the dirt. So it's been a transitional year. The Tigers went from forever not having left-handed hitting to having tons of it and needing right-handed hitting. They've gone forever without athleticism, and they've got a lot of dudes who can run now. Uh, Verlene, Badu, uh, Meadows, uh, you know, Riley Green's a plus runner. They're, they're whole, they're, they got a lot of plus runners, even players like McKinstry. So they're mm-hmm. much more athletic in a certain way uh, than they were before. But it's you got to have fielders, man. You got to have somebody on the dirt to help that pitching staff. And that's where the concern comes in with a lot of their top hitters that are coming up. But Big B, 19th round draft pick, great story. And uh, sometimes guys like that, we've seen it with Kerry Carpenter. You think, well, they're going to stop hitting now. Uh, they don't. Sometimes they just keep doing it. Well, that's the end of our podcast today. Evan enjoyed it. You know, thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Don't forget to download us at uh, the iTunes store, uh, Google Play store, certainly odyssey.com, and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and check us out, Pat Caputo98 on Twitter, the king of the KC on Twitter as well, and our Facebook page, 97 won the ticket Facebook page. In our 97 won the ticket uh, X, formerly Twitter account. Uh, Till next time, we'll talk to you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 